You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Yes, I love the car. But if I had known what it cost, yeah. it would have been returned. That's why you didn't tell me how much it cost before you bought it. No, Be- what I'm saying was okay. my, my point is I didn't owe you that at the time. I how disagree. Much it Here's cost. why. Okay, sure. Here's why. We had an agreement that you wouldn't make any that we wouldn't make any business decisions, business related decisions. Hold on. Or any that required credit other than the two of us. That, that was that before y'all got we engaged. engaged. Before y'all we got never engaged. had that conversation. No, we had, we had that when I was helping you, when I was trying to convince you to pay for uh, to file bankruptcy. Love is a treasure chest, but once opened, our hearts become vulnerable. I, I went back to Vegas. It was this guy. He appeared as a friend. Sure enough, it led to infidelity. Alignment can't be ignored. We talked about certain topics while I was having kids. She didn't want to have kids. Um, and... That was one of the red flags. And I know you desire marriage. So I think it's best you move on with your life. What you do, know, Lisa? What you do? I told him, okay. <laughs> she didn't ask me why. <laughs> I knew several other women's bodies better than I knew my own. I've, I watched their videos of them having sex. So I would try to imitate that. No discussion is off limits. Dear Future Wifey Podcast brings healing. You inspire us. To try God a little bit more. Uh, but through this platform, I have realized that it's possible. It's possible to love again. The conversations have really helped me to change my perspective on relationships. Season 7 is all about tough topics. I'm Lataris R. Winfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Lataris R. Winfield. Listen, this is Season 7. Are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on, can we get a commitment? Hit that subscription button and subscribe. Make sure you turn on your notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. Man, look, I know y'all like this new set we got going on, huh? Man, um, God's been doing some amazing things. And just just overall with the Dear Future Wifey podcast, and I never take it for granted. Well, y'all know that I'm very intentional about who I have on the podcast. This season is about tough topics. Season seven is dedicated to tough topics. When you don't address some of the tough topics that we face in relationships, it can lead to ultimate destruction later on. So we got to make sure that we address it head on and don't be afraid to have those uncomfortable conversations. So without further ado, welcome to Dear Future Wifey Podcast, a couple that y'all love so much when they were on in season six. Um, a lot of y'all been DMing me saying y'all need to have them back on there. They're going through some things right now because y'all genuinely care and love these individuals so much. So without further ado, welcome to Dear Future Wifey Podcast. My homies, <laughs> Rashid and Simone. 
How y'all doing? How you doing, brother? We're doing, I'm doing good. I said, how you doing? Yeah. She looked at me with a suspect. Yeah. Why, why, why you look like that? Can I say, how you doing? You know, no, 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 that's fine. I was trying to decide what I was if I was going to tell the truth or a lie. Because lately I've been telling the truth. So I'll say bad, horrible. That's good. Yeah. But that's I brushed good. my teeth today, and that's what matters. So, so, uh, so the other days you didn't brush your teeth you, or shower? No. How, how long you have have you been going without brushing teeth and shower? I think it was it was about three. three. And then I just started calling my girlfriends, and I was like, hey, I need you to come over because I don't want to stink for you. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll help me get out of bed. So your friends came over and helped you get out of bed. They have. That's They've good. been wonderful. So what Simone are we going to see today? Um, yeah. The Simone we saw last time had us yeah. in stitches, cracking up, laughing. You standing up on the couch, squatting down, <laughs> doing crazy stuff. What? What? Where is Simone at right now? I'm not there. Uh, yeah, I am just reflecting on my life, regrouping, re, uh, trying to get my glow back. Good. Good. Rashid, one thing that I um, honor and respect about you as a manager, you released a video uh, not too long ago where you were totally vulnerable and transparent. You know, as men, that's one of the hardest things for us to actually do, for us to be transparent and vulnerable and share with people the chinks in our armor. Right. And right. so what, what what led to that? What made you decide to just bear it all in front of the world? Why didn't you just leave that behind the scenes only yeah. between you and Simone? Because I had been doing that for a long time, and I wasn't getting the results that I wanted and those that I loved and loved me wanted. So it was an opportunity to call myself to the carpet, right, and to free myself of all of the traps um, that I've allowed to keep me shackled behind who I truly am and live this kind of life where everything's great. Um, I'm doing great. Everything's great. I've got all this stuff going for me, and I've just got it going on and all figured out. And um, I had got to a crossroads in my life. Um, it had been building for quite a while, quite a while. And cu quite honestly, I had almost did a video like that. I just didn't press record really? about six to eight months prior really? to that one. Yeah, really did. Um, what just was happening that, at that time for you that um, almost led to that? It was it was some relational stuff with same me and thing. her. Oh, um, yeah. It was the same thing? Yeah, and, it was the exact same issue. And other things in my life other than just our relationship. Um, some work things, some transition of going back to... Um, to work and, and finally committing myself to like, okay, this isn't working. Let me move forward. So in a nutshell, man, at the end of the day, me and her, I had to have a very, very tough conversation with Simone, this woman that I love. And I had to disappoint her. And I had to disappoint her for the umpteenth time. And I was tired of doing that, trying to do that to this woman that I love. She didn't deserve it. And people around me. And I just needed to call myself out publicly because I said this on the video is I show you all the good stuff yeah. and everything's popping. I show you this. I'm here. I'm in this car. I'm flying here. We're first. Da, 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 da. So, and I'm doing that subconsciously to make myself feel better. And I know people at home that sometimes look to social media for their life yeah. or their guidance. I'm making them feel bad at their expense when I don't got it going on like I appear so why not tell them the real truth since I'm going to show off? I'm going to show you my warts and expose myself. Um, and then there's no turning back from that. So when you decide to to share with Simone 
the your state of your finances. And she was very privy to what you had going on, but not to the degree of this violation that occurred. I watched Simone do a video where she talked about how she knew about your finance. She knew the state uh, of your income and said, let me go ahead and rally behind my man. Let us go dispute some 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 past um, um, debt that he had, mm-hmm. uh, even help to uh, have about, what you say, Simone, about $10,000 worth of debt forgiven? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I won that trial. Yes, and then, she did. So I won that trial. She did. Uh, I went all the bit. Yeah. The power of dating, the power of dating an attorney, right. uh, and so she rallied behind you. She did all that. What caused the disconnect? Um, and I'm gonna put a link to the video that you put that that you did on Ages and Stages page and and, and y'all's link, so people can go. I don't want to go into the weeds of all of that. Sure, y'all sure. already shared get all that. that. But mm-hmm. I want to give people context on this episode. Um, what? happened in that moment so what did he share with you in that moment for the bottom to fall out y'all's relationship so it was interesting and, and i have to say um i'm sure it's very confusing for him because it it happened so fast but it happened so deeply um so it was like it was the third day um he came in the room and he was like hey some things are on my mind i need to talk to you I can't go forward with the wedding like this. Like, I can't marry you in this context. I remember he said, in this context. I was like, what the hell? Context. What context are we discussing? He was like, you know, there are some things that I have concerns about. So he led with things that I needed to work on as a person. And then he went into, and he said, you know, I love you. I want to marry you, marry you one day, but I just, I can't do it like this. He said, I really think we should elope. You know, my buddy's going to give us a private jet. We can have uh, we can hire a photographer, have them come with it, chronicle it. That way we could share it with loved ones. And I was like, oh, baby, that sounds a great idea. And I was like, you sure? I was all I was crying, but then I was happy. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. He was like, you know, because I had always said I'm okay with eloping if we have to. Right. But for me, when I say have to, what I mean is because there's family strife or people don't have passports and not enough people can get there. I don't mean because we can't afford it because at my big age, if I can't afford a $17,000 wedding, I have no business being married and I had no business being married. Answer that. So, so, that's an interesting take on it. You say if you can't afford a $17,000 wedding, then you have no business being married. Unpack that. I mean us. I know it. And our if, situation. If combined, so if you can't afford mean, to have. Because some people just say, well, we're going to go to the courthouse. So that definitely right. cost 17000 Are you saying that if we don't have the the disposable income of $17,000 to spend on a wedding, that that what does that mean? No, what I'm saying is in our household, we prioritize certain things. Right. And we save for what we want to save for. And we pay the bills that are priorities. Right. And if we were in, we've been in, we were engaged for a year. Today would have been a year. He proposed to me on this day. Really? Last year. Hold on. On this Best day for real? Best day of my life. Wow. Best day of my life. Gone. Gone. Because I wasn't worth saving $1,000 a month over the course of the year. It was not a priority. Too. 
And I'm speaking on how I am feeling on it. That may not be your truth, but I feel. You felt like you wasn't prioritized um, Mm -hmm. to save $1,000 a month. Uh, Rashid, touch on that. Um, Wow. Okay. So in the spirit of tough conversations, we had tough conversations very very early on. I was very adamant about that when we started dating and became serious. Mm -hmm. So on our YouTube channel, we did a background check and yep. we talked about those things. And th- that was all real. And she knew a lot of things that I was dealing with that mm-hmm. came over prior to her, that I was in, in trying to dissolve, right? It's just taking longer than I would have anticipated. And then, um, so she understood that. She understood what, what I brought into the relationship and I was almost, and I joked about it a lot, saying, hey, um, she would almost act like um, I was trying for her not to like me. Because I was really, really, real, I was yeah. really, really. So um, she knew what she was getting into, right? And then she would, oh, I know, you, you're an entrepreneur. You just started a business. I know you broke. Uh, you I know, did, and she I decided to proceed um, while we were dating, right? And then with that, I had started a new business um, since the pandemic and and doing what I was doing and still had this overhead that I had not um, fully gotten rid of yet, right? So the fact that she felt that she wasn't worthy enough for that money, for me to save X amount of whatever the total was be, um, is a bit disappointing to hear that, that, but that's her truth. Um, For me, it was... At that point, she moved in with me. She didn't pay a bill. She had a roof over her head. Um, and we were um, angling towards marriage. And um, I showed her, quite. If, if, if we want to talk about the monetary side of things, I showed her with the ring that I bought her. That's insured. Um, so, you know, <laughs> when you hear those things as a man, it's like, okay, I got you. This is what we think, and this is what I want to do. And let's have this wedding. Um, I propose. Let's let's plan it out and let's talk about how we want to do that. Um, so the tough times is when I'm not completely transparent, like I've all got it all figured out, right? And that's where the hurt comes from her because I, I will say this: she kept telling me, "Let me know if you don't have X, Y, Z. Let me she, know. She said that. Give me so I'm not disappointed." And I would say, "No, I got it. I got it. I got it." And now, what stage? What 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 stage was she this saying? Was, then? This was because um, we had to, and uh, again, in full transparency, we had to. Um, we had an initial date planned in April, right? Right. And as we get down to April, we're doing all these other things pre-show um, of us um, me proposing on the show. We spent other funds for like a engagement party, all kinds of stuff. We spent money on right, mm-hmm. and it wasn't towards the wedding, but it was gearing up to the wedding, and we had. Um, decided to to film a lot of the stuff that we're going through because a lot of people want to see it. So um, with that came the financial infidelity is what you know she likes to um, claim it as, which is true because yep. when you do things that the other person don't know fully about and you're supposed to be teammates, I wasn't being a good teammate. Right. Right. Um, 
so with that, that was kind of that would start to happen. And so was it when you say financial infidelity, mm-hmm. was it something that y'all had agreed upon? Hey, I remember her saying something like everything of a purchase is going to take place over a thousand dollars. We need to discuss that. And so everything below a thousand dollars, then, you know, we're, we're adults. We can make a sound decision on it. And mm-hmm. so were was that what you're referring to about the financial infidelity? Um, not not necessarily. Um because we talked about that. We talked about that more so um, when we actually got married. Um, and that would got be married. kind of a, yes. You're talking about, you said when, uh, if, if y'all were to get married, then no, discuss. Once we got married, we talked about, okay, because now we're going to be combining funds. We're going to have a joint account, right? And then, and two then you have two personal ones, right. right? And then we said, okay, let's make this pack. If you spend X amount of dollars, I think it was 1000 yeah, over that, then we have to tell each other that. We have to know each other it. that. So um, I was like, I agreed to that. But that was more so as moving towards our nuptials, as getting married, and we start to save for the wedding. So what was the, what was the financial infidelity? So it was. Hold on, there's not, another rule that is very significant here. Go ahead. That um, is important. We had another rule because I was putting in all this effort to help dig him out, and I saw him. He was in credit repair and stuff like that. That, and, but he always had some new thing he wanted to do, um, a new project he wanted to explore. And I said, "You're not taking out." any debt that you can't qualify on your own. If they're not going to give it to you, it's because yeah. we can't afford it. And I said, either that you can't get on your own or that I can't co-sign for you. Mm-hmm. Because if it was something that I supported, I would co-sign for you. And he did not do that. Yeah. He went and got a $126,000 vehicle yeah. behind my back. So I didn't get it behind her back. See, this is where our disconnect is. Just how I feel. Okay, right. so what happened then? Let's well, unpack yeah. that. You okay. said behind your back, yeah. what was that? So that that's not the case. Okay. So um, I'm in the car business. Everybody knows that. And I had multiple cars. This is me trying to dig out of debt from prior to her, right? Had multiple cars I used to use and, and rent out and make money. So at, at, at a certain point, they were no longer making money. And I had to get one back from uh, a gentleman that I had... Um, owner finance from. So then I had my own car, right? So as the financial um, issues were still waning because I'm still working for myself at the time, I was negative in one car and I was positive in another. But I had these two cars I'm trying to get down to one. So versus me not having the money to, a lump sum of money to cover the negative, I had one with positive equity, right? So I told her- the car that you were, the car that you had or the car that- the car that I had. The The, car you had was positive, the the repo was negative. Exactly, right? So I told her, babe, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take both these cars and I'm going to trade them in for one and absorb that and not have to come out of pocket. Okay. So I needed a car that would be, um, that would allow me to to get the negative the negative equity in. So she knew I was getting a car to to trade two cars in to get to one, right? She knew I was getting a Porsche. She knew that. She didn't knew the she didn't know the cost of it. Correct. Right? So Correct. That that that's what I'm talking about. She didn't know the overall yes. cost. So, so you traded in which two cars to get a Porsche? I traded in a Tesla and a Cadillac Escalade. So you were driving the which one were you driving the original? Tesla. And so you t- you took both of those in, mm-hmm. got a Porsche that mm-hmm. was 126 yeah. to uh, to mm-hmm. to absorb the the right. negative equity right. so you wouldn't be upside down when you exactly. got it. Exactly. But so, here's the it, go ahead. Yeah. But so, here's the problem. Me being a car guy trying to show off and not have my financial house in order, I didn't have to get a Porsche, a hundred twenty six thousand dollar car. That's why I want That's to ask. the issue. That's why I want to find out was it right. I didn't have to do that. Right. I could have been humbled myself and went and got a something half that price. 
Give me right. an example. You could have got what? I could have went and got a Honda. I could have went and got a Toyota. I could have went and got a Tahoe. You could have traded in both of those cars and got yes, that. Yes, because it, one washed out the other. Let's say one was negative 10 and the other one was positive 10. Okay. Right? So I did not have to go get $126,000 Porsche. I That's see. where the infidelity portion, portion where she's talking about the money side of it. She didn't know the cost. And then now the subsequent monthly payment I would have to pay to maintain What was the monthly payment on that thing? It's like $2,000. Okay. No. It is $2,700 a month all in. It is $2,200 a month. The, the insurance. It's $2,200 uh, no. for the note. And it the, is. The note is 2000 It comes to get when you add the insurance. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. So that's why I said in my context, if you can't come up with 10000 we don't have no business being married. Because you bought this knowing you had already bought the ring, knowing you were proposing, and no, he proposed what the same month or the following month and knowing that you wanted to get married within a year. And so every month you sat there and paid that almost $3,000 for a vehicle to make you feel good. Well, you know how I feel today. Yeah. Very upset. Very frustrated by that. Because also, I, I didn't know, like, I don't, I don't understand how cars work all the way. But I knew that I, I was expecting that yeah you trade two in he did say that there would, it would be like equal but he deceived me in that he acted like it had to be a you acted like it had to be an expensive car i didn't i told you it has to be a car with enough markup to absorb negative equity to, be, to clarify he was basically trying to explain why the porsche made sense right okay and what i'm saying is today you are you acknowledge you didn't need that fancy car but right. more specifically i drive a maserati <laughs> And I said, babe, why don't we just drive my car so you figure it out? And then maybe, or even just like get like a base model Beamer or base, you know, like something with like a reasonable $500 payment. He told me, I can't drive your Maserati. It's too small. I did. I said, that. yeah. <laughs> so in that, so what I'm saying is reflecting back. I'm like, I probably could have added these up together. And realized like it was worse than what I was aware of a while ago because he's not too small. It was a Maserati SUV. He's not too small for it. But more than that, it took me a while to realize it's because when I approached it, I thought, oh, it's easy fix. I'm a lawyer and a finance major. <laughs> but I didn't realize the core of the problem is what's never been addressed. Right. What causes him to make those choices. So when you saw that was what the vi the video that he recorded was that had you heard a lot of that in y'all's dating thing? Has he ever been that vulnerable and share with you the the depths of his uh pain, the depths yes. of his Yes, he had. And I knew that the court like when we were on Ready to Love together and we had a date in the back of the truck, mm -hmm. he shared with me his experiences with being labeled early on and how it impacted him, impacts him to this day. So I was always sensitive of that. And I always knew that that was a foundational issue with respect to why he's so um, addicted to image. Um, and it, it made sense to me. And so if you're doing something destructive, but I understand how you got there, um, I think my expectation is that I can love you out of this trauma. I can love you into health and that we could we could figure it out and work amongst the drama and get better. I mean, therapy, he did try therapy. 
And so, because I think if I hadn't identified the course and in the video, he talks about the, the core reasons being, um, being labeled special needs, uh, special ed in second grade, correct? Right. Act, mm -hmm. The second one was, um, infidelity, um, being cheated on because he, he felt because he didn't make enough money, so to speak. Is that correct? Am I saying it? Uh, right. mm. Basically, he was cheated on because he was not making money as school teacher um, and then in encouraged to change careers. He has and he's been a rock star in this career. This is what you're supposed to be doing for sure. And then thirdly, you uh, tell me about your father because I couldn't understand why he keeps he wants to why you keep wanting to open businesses, but not be a businessman. Explain that. You said you said so. Uh, you said you can't understand why he wants to open up businesses and not be a businessman. And Correct. you said that how does that um, connect with his father? And that connects with his father. Uh, I just think he doesn't know how, perhaps. But he was saying he, his dad died at 52, very young, of mesothelioma. He was he worked um, blue collar. He worked on the shores. Longshoreman, is that correct? Yeah. And he explained to me that his father always wanted, always open businesses and they would last for a little while and they would go under, but he was always entrepreneurial yeah. and he felt like his life was taken too soon and he wants to pick up that torch and be successful in business to carry on his father's legacy. Understandable. Made perfect sense. It, now I understand where that comes from. So when you come to me with this particular idea, which it's not a, it's not a bad idea, it's just... We got to get a retirement first. We got to get a retirement before you talk about working two jobs and, you know, different things like that. So for me, I came to realize that like what I'm dealing with as a person who I feel that what we've identified, the way that it impacts your life is the same way as a gambler. You make these, you make certain gambles and your hope you, you have such optimism. You hope things are going to go a certain way. And then when they don't, it's like, oh, shoot. Now what do I do? And in this situation, it was, a, oh, shoot, what do I do? And I just, I looked around because I've been sacrificing. I felt like I've sacrificed throughout our relationship. We both have. But I felt like this is not a time when I'm, I'm tired of covering for you. I'm not willing to do it. And this was the time that I needed you to show up for me the most, and you chose not to. Um, it's interesting the, the stuff that you um, that he unpacked in that episode. Uh, gosh, I mean, it's just it's so interesting because, of yeah. course, a lot of that hits close to home with you know family members of mine and stuff. So when you look at um, him being labeled as special needs or being in special ed classes. Um, my son Armani has been very transparent about it. And one of the things that when I adopted him, the first thing he said, I need to get out of special ed. And he said, I need to. And I said, Armani, you're brilliant. I said, I said, go prove. I'm trying not to choke up. <sighs> I said, go prove to those people that they miscategorized you. They got you in the wrong classes. And I remember we were he, we were enrolling him uh, sophomore year. Was that first? That was sophomore year. Sophomore year, and um, the lady we was going in enrollment. Everybody in line, and the lady just yelled out. She looked at his transcript. She said, "Oh, you in special ed? You supposed to go over there." And she pointed. He said, oh, "And I just watched my son shrink. He was just like, I can't believe she just said that like that." It was the very first time mm -hmm. I actually felt because, mind you, I just 
He just got placed in my house July, uh, July the 6th on his birthday. And then here it is, the, the next school year in August. Yeah. He's going to school for the first time under my care. And that lady said that. And I said, I mean, I, I want to fight that lady. I was like, did you just embarrass my son like this at a new school? Yeah. I would have helped you. So, oh, I know you would have jumped on him. And so I was just like, did he just do that? But I watched him shrink. And then he said, Dad, I can't be in this class no more. He said, he said I got to get out of this. And so I said, prove to him. By the end of the, before the first uh, six weeks was over, we didn't ARD. And they had all these teachers. We sat in this room. They said, we don't even understand why, why, why Armani is in these classes. If I had a classroom full of Armani's, it would make me a happier teacher. She said, he's, he's respectful. He's, he's killing it. A, B, honor roll and all that. They said, we don't even understand why he's here. And I said, Armani, you proved to them that you don't need to be in these classes. Well, his issue was more behavioral. You know what I'm saying? He was in foster care for, for six years. And so he had a lot of anger. So you say something wrong to Armani, he's throwing the desk. He, he, may, he, may, get, you, he may throw you in the process of right, it. Right. You know? And so he was just, I would read his, his binders and stuff. I said, Armani, you terror like you 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 snapping on people he's like man don't people be messing with me you know what i'm saying but then he proved to them when we were going through covid kids were at home armani was straight a honor roll like he was like junior year in in high school a honor roll where he was i mean he'll get mad if the teacher didn't give him the assignment on time i was like armani why you get i can't be failing i need them to get my stuff together and i was like and here it is a kid that was in special ed so what 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 hits hard for me is or my heart opens for Rashid is because no one would ever understand the gravity mm. of what that feels like. Mm -hmm. What that feels like to go to school and be bullied in a sense from and even if they're not even bullying you outwardly you're going to be bullying yourself inwardly yeah, because sure. you're going I, I don't i know i'm stupid i know i think i have mm -hmm. this, this they got me here and these are the professionals so if they say I'm, I'm not operating on the same level of everybody else and so it's a lot and so when i was hearing them talk i was like gosh my heart goes out to my son. I hear what he says behind the scenes about even his own um, not feeling valuable in certain areas. And so I resonate and connected with Rashid on that because of what I deal with with my son uh, who's about to turn 20. Um, and so I, I, I look at all that. Then you say this is the trajectory of this young man as he's matriculating and he starts playing sports and then you get some clout from that. And you're like, oh, OK, so now I'm getting some love from this. Yeah. And so now he starts identifying with his talent. A lot of men, what we find is that we find our value in what we do and not who we are. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And so it's a common thing with men, period. You talk to a man. You walk up and talk to a woman. Woman meet each other. Girl, hey, you know, they'll start talking to each other. They'll be talking, oh, my kid or this, and I got yeah. this, and my family, and they showing pictures and all that. You talk to a man, they're going to talk about what they do. You know, I work on yeah. this or whatever. You know, I just got this new boat. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go put it out on the lake. You know what I'm saying? Right. I got this brand new car. Man, I got. They're going to talk about everything that they have mm -hmm. and what they do and not who they are. Yeah. And so that's always the disconnect between men and women when they say men are from Mars and women are from Venus mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. It's because just the way we process information. And so as a man, I could hear what Rashid was saying in that moment. As a man, I can also hear how 
he was, you know, me and him had some conversations and I, you know, I reached out to him quickly when I saw the video mm -hmm. because I said, I hear where you're at. Now, the reason why that also resonates is because when I was married, I had said, I'm going to achieve a certain level financially and then I deserve to be married. Mm. Yeah. What I didn't take into account is what happens when those finances dissipated, what I still deserve to be married. Mm. And so what happened was, yes, I was making all this money. I got married and I remember writing a Facebook post where I said that I was sabotaging my marriage because the economy went bad. Um, unemployment was at 10%. Um, I was touring shows across the country, making tons of money and it all dried up. Nobody was touring. I was sitting at home looking crazy. Mm -hmm. I had money saved up to last me a good year, you know, but my bills was literally $7,000 a month. So, so <laughs> I'm living in a high-rise condo in downtown yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Everything started dwindling down. I, I looked at my wife like, I don't deserve to be married. She never projected that on me, but that's mm -hmm. what I projected on myself and said, yeah. I don't deserve this woman. Yeah. The reason why this conversation is so important is because you have two individuals who I know beyond a shadow of a doubt love each other y'all didn't get engaged to say ah we just doing this for tv right we're getting engaged just because hey there ain't nothing else to do so we might as well do this no, y'all yeah, got engaged sure. because y'all genuinely love each other what breaks my heart is because unfortunately finances are extremely important mm -hmm. but what breaks my heart is if y'all can't recover the love that y'all have for each other and build something greater than y'all could ever build separate from each other. Right. That's what would break my heart. Yeah. So, Same. Yeah. And so the reality is I know, and I, and I, Lord Jesus, I didn't know that you proposed to her on this day. When you say this day, what day are you talking about? This day. June 29th. Lord Jesus. Yeah, wow, 2022. Yeah. Because remember, it was on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And you in flew on my, had all my family fly in. Yeah. Surprised me afterwards. <sighs> Lord Jesus. When I say God be so intense on all stuff, and I just can't take it no more. Yeah. I thought y'all planned it this way. I thought that, oh, okay. No, you, this is coincidental. No, it was just straight up. I said, when can you come? Yeah, and he said, well, Simone finna go to Essence. So, Shaw uh, <laughs> so, I, so I said, she going to Essence. So just, he's like, well, we got to do it right before, fly in, we can do a turnaround. I said, all right, whatever, just, yeah. let's just do it. And that's yeah. what happened. And so that's yeah. just, uh, that just hits a whole lot differently. So when you, when you saw him bear his soul to the world, what did you think? Do you think it was just a ploy to just get oh, attention? Oh, I busted out crying. So um, I was asleep. So, to clarify, previously when he was feeling that way, I said, um, I said, you should you should capture it because we were capturing the lead up to our wedding. I said, you should just capture it with your own camera, just natural what you're going through. Just talk to the camera. We'll give it to the editors. We'll see if it fits. It may not. Just capture it. And then when we had the conversation about wanting to elope, and he was like, yeah, we want to elope. We concluded that conversation actually with, yeah, this is a great idea. What do you do with the private jet? And then, um, um, sorry, say your question again. About when you so hear, sorry. when you heard him bear his soul to the world, oh, what yeah. was the takeaway from that? So the, my take, at the end of the, our conversation, I had told him, I said, hey, you should capture your feelings, how you're feeling today after you just told me about the, you know, and we just decided that we're going to postpone it. Um, oh, sorry, that we're going to do the um, elopement capture. He was like, I don't feel like it today, but I'll do it later. So I get a call. I had, at this point, I had... It was like two days later and I had moved out of his house back into my own house and I, my phone's blowing up. What like, made what? you move? Let's start. Let's stop there. Oh, because I realized I was one of his enablers 
And as long as I am doing everything for him, he's not going to do it for himself. Okay, fair enough. Um, and I want him to have the confidence of knowing, like, all the stuff that I did, he's capable of doing. I just went, I just knew about how to do that first because of my experiences. But, Real quick, I want to ask you, when yeah. she moved out, how did you feel about that? Do you feel like that was the best decision? Uh, not at the time, um, but ultimately, yes. Um, at the time, what did you feel? I felt like, because it was very confusing, like she said. Because when I told her, she was like, she started crying. Happy. Tears of joy and said she was so proud of me mm-hmm. for finally letting go of trying to hold on to this image or facade you're talking about what after she watched the video after no you after, share, after you before opened I even, it yes yeah when when you I talked to her so mm-hmm. to to clarify this, let me yeah. bring something back real quick first of all um i was seeing re- repeated habits of mine from my previous marriage right so um it wasn't divorce the my divorce was about finances but it was similar things that i was doing at the time it wasn't because i didn't make enough money it's because right. I got into the same type of financial challenges and not able to stop those and 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 put those to bed. Makes but sense I let them that. continue to grow. So what so, happened was, is uh, you talk, let me finish. No. So what I'm saying no is, um, we were I would I would bring on debt, right? So I was a school teacher at one point, right? So during that time, it was very, it was very, very minor. So I went to uh, chiropractic college. I said that in my thing, right. right? And then I decided my dad, my dad passed away, right at that time, at a very young age. So at that point, that's when it's like, man, I jumped out of college and jumped right back into college, and I'm back in school. He passed. He wanted to do all these entrepreneurial things. So then I stopped and I, I, I left chiropractic college, right? So chiropractic college is like middle school bills almost to the point. All right, so you have, that you have the, no grants or nothing. You just none of that. No, no. I just yeah took loans. And now, mind you, I get out of college with no debt because I played. I was a scholarship athlete, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I bring that into my marriage. That debt, right? So then that debt started to accrue, and then I got out of coaching because I wasn't making enough money teaching. So I went into the car business, started making all this money. So then, what do you do? More money, more problems. You start buying things and all this other stuff, and then. You know, you move around, you start making less money, you still have this overhead. Then you're trying to keep this image, image, this thing going. So I had the houses, the cars, the da-da-da-da-da, right? And then I was robbing Peter to pay Paul, the same stuff. So that, ultimately, my mismanagement of the money, because I can always make money. I've always been great at making money. I've always been good at what I do. I just haven't been good at managing. So when she says, I want to be going to business, but not necessarily a businessman, um, We've agreed upon a lot of times I go just based upon the faith and belief in myself. Right. I don't necessarily always have a plan. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was ultimately what led to the, the my first marriage's demise. So as we start to get to this wedding date, right? And I start and I'm doing the same, same stuff. And I just one day just having a, had an epiphany, like, bro, what the heck are you doing? You about to ruin another relationship, yeah. another marriage, doing the same, you know what. Yeah. And you say you change. Now, yeah, I've made incremental changes, but not the stuff that is leading us in the same path. Right. So when I had the conversation with her, I knew that it could end it all. And in you my felt, mind- You felt that. Absolutely. I was prepared for it. But I could not take her down that path again. In Good. fairness to her, in fairness to our, us as a as a team and myself and my child, who would ultimately potentially see another divorce because he loves her and they love each other. 
Yeah. When right. I say, Rashid, I, I respect you on that right there. Yeah. I respect you on the fact that said, I looked at what I did in the past. I'm about to do the same thing with this woman, yeah. and mm-hmm. I can stop it right now. Yeah. And I'm at risk of losing her, but I got to have this tough conversation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my thought to myself, and I told her this. I said, I have to tell you this. You, I need you to sit down and listen to this. In my mind, I'm saying I'm going to this. And this I'm prepared. You're going to resent me one of the two ways. You're yeah. going to resent me now, right. or later. <laughs> yeah. Correct. I would rather you resent me now. Yeah. Before we're married, a child comes into this thing. Yeah. We have to break down a, a mortgage, estates, this, that, yeah. and the third. So you're going to be upset. You're going to resent me, and hopefully, this is something that we can overcome. Yeah. Because in a marriage, it's messy. It's the worst, and yeah. I want to stop this right now. I'm calling an end to this right now. Good. That's where she said she was proud of me and was started yeah. crying. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I'm not about to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to do this again. Good. So mm-hmm. I stopped myself from that. So and I told her, I'm not saying I don't. I will marry you tomorrow in a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> That's what I told yeah. her. And then she said, Okay, let's do it. Yep. That's the confusing part. Yeah, she was happy. You said, Let's do it. I did. I said, can we, can we do it tomorrow at lunch on and, your and, lunch break? So, so were you were you were serious about that? I was serious. So uh, that's him. why I say it's it has to be freaky for him because the conversation was Thursday, and by Saturday I was living in my own house. So you said you would be willing to marry him after he told you what this financial situation was and change. What the heck changed between those two days? Um, well, be, okay. What changed is I processed the why. I'm a very big why person. And I love the fact that he he came to me. He knows that, like, if you're going to tell me no, you have to give me an alternative option that's still kind of cool. <laughs> so he was basically like, I can't marry you. This wedding is, you know, not affordable or whatever. You don't even use that word, but I can't do this wedding, but we can do an elopement with the private jet. Right. And he, it sounded great. I was like, yeah. And he was like, and I still want to marry you. I'd marry you in a Cocker Jack box. And I was like, well, I'm not doing anything for lunch tomorrow. How about you? <laughs> it was a Friday. And so he was like, no, I think I have a client. I was like, oh, darn. Um, but you were serious. You weren't was, joking. No, you weren't been some own jokes. jokes I was serious. I, I am spontaneous like that, but I was completely serious. Then what happened is I went to Dallas for work the next day, a quick trip there and back. And I talked to my marriage mentor slash mother. <laughs> marriage and, mentor. Um, I said, mom, so we decided we're just going to elope. Are you... Are, I, you know, how do you feel about that? She was like, that's good. That's good. And my mom's gregarious like I am. So one word sentence means the rest of my thoughts you probably don't want to hear. So I'm going to make you pull them out of me. Well, meanwhile, my mother told me her mother and my mother would talk about all the time. They should just elope. <laughs> they did. They did. And but my mom's sentiment was, I think that's a good idea because it create it decreases the stress and yeah. all of these other things. She said. But that doesn't solve the problem. What are you doing to address the core issue? Did she know it was the core issue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's she knows. exactly I talked what he to said. Her. Like, I have a good relationship with her mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you kept it real with her mama too. Yes. Yeah, so she knows She knows the, the, the financial struggles that I'm coming out of. Yep. And that I've been working towards. Right? She was she, helping she, him too. She, she was, she's been helping me with um, financial planning and budgeting and things of that nature. That's good. So I've acknowledged the issues even prior to the, but the problem is, and this is where I give her the grace on changing her mind and all this kind of thing. Cause I was, I was confused and all that kind of stuff. But Simone, as she said earlier, if the initial plan all along was an elopement, then she'll be okay with good. it. Yeah. But she doesn't want to have to as a result of not being able a to mismanagement. do it. Right. So because what I did, I did was. I did my part and right. my parents did their part. Right. So I feel like it's an, it's almost like an unfair reward. 
So yeah. what I did was I pulled the rug out from under. Yeah. Yeah. And that's painful and embarrassing. Right. So I get that. So I'm not trying to discount her feelings and how she feels because that has to be a lot because yeah. we had, we had, this is the second time we had pushed the wedding back, right? So, and all along, that's why it's like, I can't, I got it. I'll yeah. figure it out. I got it. Because that's, like I said, that's always, I have the ultimate confidence and belief in myself. And that's a gift and a curse. Because yeah. I always, in the past, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But half the time, I'm just doing this yeah. and figuring out just based off my skill set. Because I'm a super hard worker and I just, I'm smart and I just figure it out. But this time it just wasn't adding up, and I was I was moving too much stuff. I was willing to sacrifice something that would gain equity for us down the road for this weekend and this moment in time that is not. It doesn't reap any any type of. Um, what would gain equity? Huh? I don't understand. You what, said what is it that would gain equity over time? Like my home. My home is getting so oh. I'm looking at so I'm looking at something like, okay, this is something that I'm going into this the wrong way. I'm going into this wedding in debt. And oh. I don't want to do that to her because now we're married in debt. Right. Yeah. Right. But I had to do that in the tenth hour when she gave me every opportunity to say, Rashid, tell me. Yeah. I got said, my portion. Said, yeah, you, she said, you like, said that she kept saying yeah. she kept giving you a way and out. I, kept, no, I, I got it. 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 You know. <laughs> Looking dead is that, but also with the um, uh, I want to clarify how it came to be that the first wedding got postponed too. So initially, I had always dreamt of the man planning the wedding, especially because he's he's good with design, fashion, decor. So he was working with the wedding planner, and something was awry because at this point mm. it's late January, and I have seen not nary receipt. I know he doesn't like Excel spreadsheets and stuff. That's fine. I was a finance yeah, major. So I was like, set. give them to me. <laughs> yeah, give it to me. I'll do it. We are now in February and I have not, and he still hasn't given me any receipts. I said, where are we on the budget? No answer. And at that point, we had not yet ordered the invitations. So I said, we cannot get married April 15th. It is two months Why away. We're married on tax day anyway. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All of this is just setting right. up. For, you're talking about getting married on tax day. And he, you agreed the to the was, date. <laughs> right. <laughs> about? I did. I had, hey, I had nothing. You were planning. When like, you tell uh, someone else to plan, you just show up and be grateful. So that's what I was planning to do. But <laughs> going to be grateful. And be grateful. But what was interesting is that first time, he never said, I don't have it. True. What I said, mm. but I said, you know, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen that. I said, tell the truth. Because in my heart, I was like, we're going to end up being a week from the wedding and he's not going to have his money and I'm going to murder him. <laughs> That's the next time y'all going to see us on TV snapped. <laughs> and I just knew it. And so I really disliked that he didn't just say at that time, I don't have it. Like, how would you handle it then? I would have just pushed the date. Who cares? We haven't sent out invitations. Okay. Okay, I would say, when are you going to have it? What is your plan to have it? Show me those numbers and let's do a bank account um, where, you know, we put yeah. the money in there so yeah. we can literally see if you have it or not. So the first time wasn't embarrassing to me because although we had verbally told people the date, we hadn't sent anything out. Yeah. My issue and where I stomped my foot was the fact that we spent an entire day final. It's more than that. Um, 
we realized I did the numbers and I realized, okay, destination wedding was actually what I wanted all along. He was complying. And, um, I, I had said to him, like, he was like, let's just elope. And I said, let me just try to plan an affordable destination wedding. I said, because if I don't at least try, I'll resent you because I believe that we can do it in our budget. So I said elopement before in between her pushing the, the, the April 15th back. So what she's yeah. speaking to us when we sat with the, the wedding planner and we're seeing these things and we're seeing these budgets and this money and I'm saying, okay, okay, yeah, we can do it. We got it. We got mm-hmm. it. Because I know I'm going to get it. I'm going to figure it out. But I didn't have it. <laughs> yeah. See what I'm saying? So right. that's, that's my issue. That's the issue. So then I said, well, let's just lope. And then she wanted us to, to plan it. And then go ahead. Yeah. I, so... No, everybody told me I could not have a nice wedding in our budget. The budget was like more like 20K is what we had left. But um, we even upped that a little bit. And they were like, there's no way. No. And so I said, okay. So I did my research. Sir, I'm a very busy woman. Do you know I became a travel agent? I became a travel agent to save us money on the wedding so that I could get 15% on each room block room rate in addition to the comp rooms. And I went to Mexico for almost a week. I went down there. I looked at all the resorts. I did all the work. I did everything I was supposed to do. And at the point, at that point, we didn't have a, the sky was the limit. We could pick any date due to the fact that, you know, we were starting from scratch and this was in May. So, I gave, in fact, he wanted to get married August 8th initially. You were very big on uh, some weekend in August, uh, mid-August. And I was like, no, I think we needed a little more time. Pushed it to Labor Day. And I think what was very upsetting is we spent a day last month uh, finalizing the website. And before I got ready to hit send, something told me I went downstairs to the room that he was in. And I went over and I, I got in your face. I said, are you sure? Are you sure you're going to have your funds together, your money for this money? You say, you sure? I said, are you sure? I said, because you know, if you don't, I will kill you. That's what you said, too? Uh-huh. Something like something that. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Rashid, it was, Rashid, you will feel my wrath. It was Rashid, a very clear. Rashid, would you say something like that? Yeah, something like that. It was a very clear, you will feel my wrath. So when she said that to you, what did you think? You, you was uh, like, I'm still going to figure it out. Yeah, I believed her, but I still going to figure it out. <laughs> he, said, he let me hit send. Yeah. He let me hit sin. He said, I'm still gonna figure it out. I did, I did, and that's 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 the part that's so hurtful for her. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. I, I let her press yeah. sin, so speak. So she's she going through when I'm tapping. Is I don't like punch when when. So this whole time you convince yourself, yeah, okay. Because to me. In the very beginning, I was like, I don't want a big wedding. We can go to the court. I don't want that at all. But I've been married before she has it. Exactly. She, she wants to give wait, her so that. I want to give that her that. That was so sweet. Yeah. I want to give her that, right? Facts. So now I'm going to try to make everything happen to get her that. So then it's like from a man's perspective, like we put pressure on ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Unnecessarily. Society puts pressure on 100%. us. 100%. Women put pressure on us. Yep. Right? But at the same time, a man wants those pressures because that's just how we're built. Yep. So I don't run from those at all. I still will never run from those. Yep. That's just not how I'm built. There's certain things that need adjusting and certain things that I need to understand that you need to ask for help and you need to say, I don't got it. Facts. But when you hear someone say, if this such and such, I'll resent you, what am I supposed to do? At that point. Tell so me before now, I resent you. No, no, no. 
<laughs> you just said when I said, okay, when we yeah. stopped it, I said, let's elope. You said, no, let me try to do this because if not, I'm going to resent you. Right. Yes. So yes, when yes, I yes. hear those words on top of the pressure I already have, then they're like, all right, well, let's go. Because I don't want you to resent me. Right. I don't want to do that. But at the end of the day, when we had this last conversation, I'm like, she's just going to have to resent me. You said you're going to resent stop me now, you're going to resent me because later. Because it's not going to end well. Right. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to put her through that. I don't want to put myself through that. I'm not doing that again to but you, it, to anybody. It doesn't change the fact that the only I'm reason I'm not trying you- to change any facts. I'm telling you. From a man's perspective, you said how Why you are you feel- raising your voice? Because I'm passionate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get Just like when clarified. you said you're going to kill me, let's clarify that. I did mean it. Huh? I did mean well, it. Well, I you mean raising my voice it? right yeah. now then. Yeah, so yeah, I mean you, that. You ain't going to kill nobody. I'm passionate. I'm talking in the past. I'm passionate. So, I'm talking in the present. So okay. I'm passionate about so my voice being raised. No, I don't want to go to jail. Exactly. So you don't look good in orange. Yeah. Why is it like, don't, like... Don't what? you do that. When I Which raise part? my voice, you try to stop the conversation because I raise my don't try oh, to I throw me scared. off by raising like, my voice. I don't like being You're yelled not at. scared. Okay. <laughs> Miss right. me with that. You're not scared. So so you were saying, what were you about to say just now, Simone? I think I was gonna say, um, well, with respect to to the process and how you're talking about how the, the with the lead up, yeah, it was well, how he's he was right. He said, I'm gonna resent you now, or you know, you're gonna resent me either way. The underlying issue was the only reason he wanted to elope was because of the finances. Right. Which for me is, it's okay if you have financial issues, but if it's that bad where this is our only option, but we're driving $126,000 cars, we got to get our affairs in order. Right. And even, you know, he was that. willing to, thank you. He was willing to sell his house and, or, and that was the other issue that we talked about on that day when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm proud of you is because he said, I'm realizing I'm selling the house to pay for the wedding. What? I'm not doing it. No, yeah. that right. And that was so when I said I was proud of him, I meant that because that's the kind of logic that I need if you want me to submit to you. Because I ultimately had to step away because I realized I could not submit to his leadership. So, so, so why didn't he sell the car? So wait, was that not the option? Yeah, so, so that's one of the things I'm working on. Right. So um, in a nutshell, first of all, let's talk about the house situation. Right? Hold on. Let's get to the car. The car no, is thirty thirty thousand dollars underwater. He can't sell it. Okay. All right. Well, so that's the frustration. Yeah. I was going to come to the car when I was done. <laughs> so um, back to the home. I'm addressing what was first. Um, back to the home. I listed it for sale. Right. To sell it because I felt I had enough equity. One to cover most of my debt. Okay. Right. So you're selling the house to take that and pay off your stuff. Because the way I feel, I get out of debt. I can always get another house. I always get another investment property. Blah, 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 blah. And part and parcel of that I would use to take care of the wedding. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't selling my house solely to pay for right. the wedding. That right. that's idiotic. Right. Right. Now, I would say it was about an 80-20 proposition. Or I, no, I think I told you 60-40 today. Like 40% of that I probably would have used to pay for a wedding. So I'm, that's what I'm talking about. I'm thinking about that. And I'm going through my mind. I was like, Rashid, that's dumb as heck. Why would you sell something that is only two years old? I built it from scratch. Brand new home. I got a 3% interest rate. Who really? cares it's yeah. in my mama's name? Yeah. yeah. Who cares? I, yeah, I knew that. I'm an only child. Where is it going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your joint tenants with rights of survivorship. It's going to you, baby. So, <laughs> I saw the documents. You know, so. And I'm like, I started thinking about those things. Why in the heck would I do that? I'm going to do the same crap that I'm trying to get away from. Right. And that was the epiphany I had. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to sell my house because... 
part of it is in motivation. And it wasn't if I if I hold on to my house a number of more years, it's gonna be stupid it's gonna money. Shoot on up. Stupid money. Yep. What a three percent interest like that's crazy. You like, what is you doing? Like, get like that for a long so time. So that was the the final straw. I was like, nah, you tripping, bro. You have to go tell her and fall on the sword, yep. and you gotta be okay with the results. And so that's mm-hmm. what ultimately led to the conversation when I said, like, look. So when she came back, when she came back, I'm sorry. So she went, she went to visit her mom, came back and you said, I'm moving out. No, I said, we had, it was such a blur that night. I think I, how did I do it? I just remember, I remember we talked and I went to bed and I couldn't sleep and I went downstairs and I sat in his stupid Porsche and I just started screaming. I hated that car. And wow, like, stop. Hold on. Now I'll let you finish. Go ahead. To That's myself. Cow. That's cow. To myself. Like, not now. But, like, I went downstairs and I'm just like, this is so dumb. Like, that. that is not the reason we're not getting married. But to me, it just represented, like, it was a visual of financial decisions that have gotten us to difficulty. And I was like, I can't walk in the garage every day and look at this car and know that effectively you're driving my wedding. You're driving my wedding. Because... 3000 a month, three of those payments, right, we could pay be married. But, and I, I remember, and I went downstairs and I slept and I cried. But do you remember what I, did I even talk to you about it then? I think we talked in the morning and it was not making any sense. It was probably gibberish on my end. I, I don't quite remember. Mm. But I do remember when I first got that Porsche. I love this car. Oh, Can yeah. we go to dinner in this one? <laughs> I want to drive this car. I want to drive your car. I love your car. It's a Porsche. They're not thirty thousand no, dollars. Yeah. I didn't have to share with you the actual cost because you're not my wife at the time. I was telling you what was going on because I valued you, and this is what I'm going to do. Because my intention was, when the market was at its height, I'm going to get these cars right, and then I'm going to flip this car and sell it and get. So I got out of the two, and I'm going to flip this Porsche and sell it right because the market was. Remember, everything was elevated right. with all of the the. The, what, uh, year? what year? What year did you get to that? 2022? Oh, yeah. Right? But it was starting to shift, right? What I did not account for, and this is my mistake, I'm not, what I did not account for is this car not falling in line with the rest of the market because it's an EV, right? And the EVs weren't jumping like that, right? So I told her, hey, I got to pay X amount of dollars because I told you how much it was a month. I told you how much it was. And then I but said. After it was way too late. Because I was just like, this don't make sense. Like the way that people were responding to us in the car, I realized like this is much, this is a big deal. Are you talking about when y'all driving people? When be we're looking? driving, yeah. Little kids waiting. <laughs> and uh, we, we'd be at like fancy restaurants and like white Republicans with Trump <laughs> signs in the back. We're like, hey, man, that's a nice car. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Because I didn't have any context. So, did I get that uh, one question? I don't remember. Seriously, did I get that car before I proposed to you? You did. Okay. You did. And okay, yeah, he got it. He got right. it like so, a month that's, before, that's, that's, two months, month before. Okay, go ahead. But so my point is how he's like. That's well, you knew you do. I'm realizing he really truly feels that I I know a variety of things that I don't. And I gave him this example this week or last week, whenever I said. You will tell me, Simone, go grab your rain boots. And I grab my rain boots and I'm standing at the door and you're like, I told you it was raining. Why do you have that on? No, you told me to grab my rain boots. Maybe it is raining, but I'm just going with with what you've told me. And so in this situation, he's 
yes, I love the car. But if I had known what it cost, yeah. it would have been returned. That's why you didn't tell me how much it cost before you bought it. No, Be- what I'm saying was, okay. my, my point is, I didn't owe you that at the time. I how disagree. Much it Here's cost. why. Okay, sure. Here's why. We had an agreement that you wouldn't make any that we wouldn't make any business decisions, business related decisions. Hold on. Or any that required credit other than the two of us. That, that was required. Before y'all got we engaged. engaged. Before y'all got we engaged. never had that conversation. No, we had, we had that when I was helping you when I was trying to convince you to pay for uh, to file bankruptcy. Our first right, year that dating, part you, but we I didn't talk trying. about we did yes, you told me to monitor my spending and do those things and not take on new debt. But we didn't have a rule about telling each other about how much we spend if we can we did not have that rule till we were engaged, love. That's that a, is, that, that may be true, but I'm may, saying that's a conversation you have once you are going into marriage. We talked about it at the end of the day. If you think I if I want to know about a thousand dollars, I definitely want to know about one twenty six. Let, let me ask you this then, Rasheed, hindsight been twenty twenty. Do you believe that because you know the state of mind you were in when you yeah. got that car, do you believe knowing Simone enough. First of all, man, you feel like you know Simone about financial choices and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, and yes. when you made that decision back then, in the mindset you were in Thank back you. then, do you think that taking on a twenty six hundred dollar, twenty seven, whatever it was, mm-hmm. cardinal would have been to her approval? With what you knew about her at that point, no. So so mm-hmm. so so you knew that doing that she would be like nigga you have lost your mind why why why'd you just do that yes, yes okay yes. I would have been gone I would have been back in my house why? I would have been at the house why would have been that extreme because I'm digging you out and you're digging yourself in and most importantly I said you have to stop making businesses without business plans if you are making a hundred twenty six thousand dollar investment that is a business decision. You need the financials. You need prediction. So, so you look at so you look at that. So you look at that with the car. Were you using that car for business, Rushy? Was that going to be another car that you was going to like? No. Um, that was just your personal driving. Yes, that's my personal. Slide the microphone car. closer, please. I'm sorry, that was my personal car. All right. So and why, why you keep calling the business? Oh, because what he what he told me is that he was going to flip it. And okay. that, that's what he has done historically for a few years now. He wholesales, he brokers car deals and makes money and, and makes money by that. So initially I thought, okay, you're going to flip the car maybe? I was like, because surely like, this isn't something we can afford long term. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And I said, Let me yeah. ask this, So, you that good that you'll buy a car and actually win on it? To, you'll flip a yeah, car? Yeah. Most like times. Flip but sometimes, yeah, most times. Because I'm in the business. I know how to buy a car right. Most times I can, but sometimes you fail. And this one was a fail. You would make money off of cars when they depreciate the as soon as you buy it. You found a way to make money off of them. Yeah. I beg to differ. I, I, I have some clarifications there. I did it for three years. Yeah. Not working for anybody. Three years. Since March said, 2020. Then why are we in this predicament? Here, well, let he, me he give you an ga- example. He said he gambled wrong with, this, with one his, vehicle. The, when we first started dating, you had a Bentley. He had a Bentley. He was leasing. He was... Do- Basically, all of the instances I know where he's done this business model, it had not been successful for the vehicles that I am aware of. And I'm sure that some of them were, but I, but, and it's put a strain on our household. The first year we were dating, he did this with a Bentley. When he turned that Bentley in, he had to pay $35,000 in cash because of overages, Mm -hmm. because he hadn't done the financials. And, and then he's got two other vehicles, same thing. He's got two Escalades upside down, upside down. You heard him tell the story of yeah. how he had to turn two in for this. So what I'm saying is Not two the f- of those, but go ahead. Thank you. Okay. What I'm saying is if you're using a business model that is taking substantial sums out of your home, it's time that we do something different. I'm a really smart girl. We can figure it out together. But sometimes I feel like with the confidence issues that he outlined, he wants to succeed on his own. I get it. But I'm tired. Yeah. But those, those, what she's speaking of is what I talked about when we first started. Those were existing prior to her, me even knowing her. I was, it's time to get out of those vehicles. And some of those vehicles did make money. Um, and then a lot of the $30,000 that she's referencing was profits from the vehicle. It helped pay for my. Oh, yeah. You said that that's how you was able to pay for the. That's how I was able to pay the, for, the, for For the Bentley thing because you but, still had that, that, that the $35,000 right. profit, but exactly. it just keeps putting you. But I'm keep, below. I'm, I'm moving this, moving that. So there we go. Um, she's right. It, it, it was a lot of um, strain on my finances and it wasn't allowing me to save and put my stuff to more appreciating right. um, um, assets. But at the same time, um, I did have a model that was working, but it wasn't put in a business structure. I was just hustling. Yeah, you was hustling. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, I was hustling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told him so. that because I, I, I was livid maybe a year ago, and I said, listen, you are not a businessman. You are a hustle man. I didn't go to college. I didn't do these things to be with a hustle man. If I wouldn't be able like, I didn't say this part, yeah, but I was thinking, if I was, I'd be with a drug dealer. Yeah. Like, for real. Drug dealers are fun. But... Simone, was, did you just... Well, we all know this, but 
What you I'm, say drug dealers are fun. The statute of limitations for those days have passed. <laughs> <laughs> They're all incarcerated or legit now, y'all, I promise. But, but we had that conversation, and I, I appreciate that you let me be real with you in that moment and say it like that. Like I say, you're a hustler. This is a hustle business. Because I had kept asking him, I said, what, what's your monthly break even? He was never able to tell me. Yeah. And I get it, like... And it, it was the way that he had his accounts. I was like, just give me like bank statements and we can figure it out together. But I recognize like that's not something he enjoys. That's not one of his gifts. And that's OK. So I just want him to be in structures where he can be successful, like the job he has now. He's doing amazing. Well, he says he's a great salesperson. So he said you put him in a room to sell, he's going to sell. Yeah. yeah. Um, overall, I was it was poor choices. Right. And I was on the. I was on the road to recovery when it comes to my prior debts, including the Bentley. And I had I had like five cars at one point, right? Yeah, five car luxury vehicles. Mm -hmm. A Bentley, uh, two Escalades, and a Range Rover. Oh, and a Prius. That was my daily car. <laughs> but you, but you, but you, but you, you was leasing them out though. Well, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, I were you doing like Toro or something? Yeah, but no, but a little more than Toro. Like I would have, my, I had my own exotic. Fleet. Lease, right. Fleet. And you, and so you, you make you, more than more than Toro. Right? So you actually lease cars out to people. Right. And then sometimes I would uh even do owner finance stuff. So they pay me a large amount of money down and they're paying I mark it up. My interest rate was twenty five percent, stuff like that. <laughs> right. So like long shark. Right. <laughs> yeah. So and then when they didn't they signed a contract, they didn't pay me, I go get the car, they don't get any money. Yeah, I knew it. So we would go get cars. Oh yeah, I, I was also a, a repo woman. I yeah. mean, I, I wore so many hats in this relationship. I was a repo yeah, woman. Came with me to I repo was a student a loan financial aid lady. Yeah, submitted yeah. all the certifications now for the student loan forgiveness. Yeah. Became a travel agent, guys. Yeah. Book Adventures with Simone. Right. So, got a and got a website. No business now. <laughs> Can't nobody come to the resort. We ain't getting married. Simone, something wrong with you. Let me know in the next flight you need booked. Oh God. Seriously, you travel a lot. Shit, I'm broke. <laughs> so um, how it all snowballed because <laughs> there's so many things wrong with me. We can't cover them tonight. Oh, that was his other thing. He was like, he, he went to therapy and then he, a few sessions and I was like, so when are you going back? He was like, I'm not going to therapy until you go. And I was like, everybody knows stuff's wrong with me. Like, yeah, how is this target to me? Everyone knows there's something wrong with it me. Wasn't that this is not the deliverable. It wasn't that lighthearted. It was much more serious than that. She was she was showing some stuff. I was like, wait a minute. Like, nah, we're not doing this. We're not putting this and projecting this on me. Like, I'm the one that needs, like, nah, I'm not. Hold on. I'm like, nah, we're not doing that. I will go because I believe in counseling. But I think you need to go as well. So you want to be this adamant about me and what you just did? In the moment where something was going on, yeah. you need to go as well. And we both need to go because both of us are imperfect vessels. And I think you need to go as well. So until you do, I'm not going back. I love therapy. I have no problem going to therapy. I would continue to have the same therapist if he didn't go issue. to prison. Yeah. It was an insurance issue. Would you ever go to pre-marital counseling? We kind of did. That was another thing we did wrong. What do you mean? Uh, so we went to two sessions, but we needed like more. We needed oh, to plan them more, consi yeah, mm -hmm. more consistently. Yeah, because y'all would have um, Hopefully all this would have came out. Right. But yeah. yeah. So we're, so um, are you optimistic? Are y'all optimistic? Well, I'm going to ask y'all individually. Uh, Rashid, are you optimistic? Because, of course, we're 
uh, dealing with a lot of your issues and haven't even unpacked whatever you mm-hmm. may have, you know, problems you may have with Simone. Because uh, <laughs> you just said, because you just said the fact that there's some stuff that whatever, and yeah, we just, I mean, we just not, beating you up right now. Neither one of us, per- I deserve it. It's on me. I get it. Um, no, it's not a deserving thing. Not, it's just a yeah. matter no, of No, no, I'm saying the last, the, 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 the catalyst the, the, of this right. is... Is you is my action. Um, but when you look at it, do you have hope of reconciliation with this woman that you said at the very beginning, who I loved? You said about three times in the introduction. Yes. Um, it's waning. Why? Each day. Um, because I see when she breaks it down like this, I see how much hurt is it's been there, and, and, how and you don't feel like you can heal it. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm gonna try my best. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm gonna go out and fight, but I just feel that she, like when you like when you sit back and listen, like dang, I did that. I was like, wow, <laughs> what? Really? That like that's a lot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Again, she's not perfect, but I still feel and know that she loves me. But we both said love is not always enough. Right. right? That's true. And I'm going to fight tooth and nail for this woman. Um, I love her. She's a light in my life. But at the same time, I know that she's very serious about how she feels. Mm-hmm. And I know that she has alter- She has options. Not just saying, but other- I'm just saying she doesn't have to submit herself to a life of unhappiness. And she sees that. And if I don't show her that, then she's gone. So I know those things, and but just seeing how she's here and how she feels, I didn't know some of these things. Um, so that's why I say, "Wow, that's like what? what it's almost you like know? you feel I you're down. You. It's not, you feel like you're in. The, I, I relate a lot of things to sports. You feel like okay, I'm down 15. That's you know, yeah, I can touch that. But you know, now you you feel like you're down 30. You know what I'm saying? It's like wow, I need some. Need some <laughs> <laughs> we need, need to call a miracle, time huh? <laughs> But uh. Um, I'll say this ultimately. Um, again, I make my sports analogy. Uh, she's the franchise, and she just released me, mm. right? Instead of trading me, because when you trade me, you trade my rights. You can't get me back, right? You trade me to another team. By releasing me, she releases me. I become a free agent, yep. right? I'm able to sign with another team, and she's able to sign another player. At the same time. I can also restructure my contract and be brought back home to the same team. That's good. So that's how I'm feeling. That's how I look at every day and being, trying to be optimistic and try to get back um, home to this woman. But at the same time, I'm, I'm you ask me, I'm gonna be 100. I, I see it daily, like it's 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 waning. Do you feel like it's waning because of the the more time y'all spend apart from each other, the more that y'all, or not so much you, but the more you feel like she can function without you? Um, no, she's a very, I've always known that she can function without me. I'm, I'm, I don't think. Or a desire to function without you, or a yeah. desire to get better, or a desire. Yeah, part of that, yeah, you, you have those moments, those, those lonely nights now, when you know she she's got a great network and and um, community of people who love her and are going to support her, and um, you know she's she's a very tough minded person, but she's soft too um, on the inside. But 
Yeah, I, I feel that she can operate well without me. Um, so that's part of kind of the the insecurity there to, to the part where you feel like she doesn't she doesn't need me. All right, Simone, where are you at? Um, I am hopeful for him. I'm I'm hopeful for our friendship. I like when I first got to know him, I was like, you will be in my life as my friend. Um, I know that we can maintain a friendship, but um, I think the challenge now, like if we were, if I was in my twenties, I'd be like, oh yeah, we're going to be back together. But I, I don't have the time. I don't have the time that I used to have to give him the time that he needs to work through these things. Cause it's not, it's not going to be quick and it's not going to be easy. Um, because it's multifaceted. Yeah, there are financial things, but then you got to get to the core of the issue. And what I've started to realize is because the core of his issue relates to self-esteem, it makes it difficult for him to hear un, like unhappy things about you, for me to hear, for me to say some of these truths and for them to be received and processed. And so um, I feel that part of a large part of the challenge is we should have done couples counseling and like finished our premarital counseling where we could have gotten some of this out beforehand in our last session we did. And I was honest that I felt, um, unsecure, but from the beginning when I dated him, I felt like all of his problems were fixable. I still think they are fixable. I just don't know what his time frame is going to look like. This is interesting. Um, you said that it's hard for him to receive information. I, I noticed in the in this um, conversation there was challenging moments. But one thing I have to say that he made himself available, knowing that he's going to be under fire. Most men ain't gonna do that. I don't know that. that he knew he was under fire. Oh yes, he did. Maybe by knows. you, but not by me. I've always covered for him. This is the first time where I'm like, hell no, not today. Sorry. No, I'm not going to say sorry. I'm not going to say sorry because I'm not sorry. Well, he knew it because he saw you do other interviews. He saw you do other. He saw you do other stuff where you uh, spoke about it and he just had to take it without having to say anything in response to it. And so, um, yeah, he knows that if he sits on this couch, he ain't going to be able to just shuck and jive with me. But also he knows that it's, it's the whole conversation is a, is about finances. I didn't ask you how much money you made. I didn't ask you what you bring to the table. I, ain't, I, I don't know what you do. All I know gotcha. is that you lived with him and he took care of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so and so I didn't I didn't ask you one question about what well, Simone, what you do? What your debt look like? What you have? So I didn't ask you none of that. It's just all about him. And so um but he sat here and allowed himself not only to be judged by well, I don't judge nobody, but to be under fire by us, but also he knows what this is going to do in front of all these folks. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reason why sometimes we, we, we don't realize the growth for this man who has lived a life 40 plus years of faking to then say, I ain't finna fake no more. And you talking about this ain't, this ain't nothing but a few weeks after he exposed himself to the world. Yeah. When I say from a expedited <laughs> 
a level of vulnerability is just not un, it's, it's unheard of because Tip, he didn't have to say that to nobody I would have never even had y'all on this couch talk to y'all the guy went through whatever y'all went through I was like oh okay mm-hmm. I wouldn't even been invested in it I wouldn't even had cared enough to bring y'all on the podcast to talk about it if y'all had a private uh, um, failed engagement I would just talk to y'all offline and been like man I hope y'all get what's going on man dang man hey hey man I'm gonna be praying for y'all and that's it I'm never gonna put y'all out there and expose something as sensitive as this if he had not done it first that's what gave me hope that's what gives me hope I think if he had not done that video 100% I wouldn't have hope I would be like very much out there and you have to remember the, the when I moved out that was prior to the video and in fact the other night where I just said you know just put some thoughts down he wasn't he didn't want to do it then he's like yeah, right. it doesn't and I was like here you go again you know caring about appearances oh when you said to do the thought but that still wasn't for the public that was just no. in your private documentary private documentary for our editors that would yeah. come together at, later on in life but I didn't I didn't know that it was going to be all that. So I was so moved and I was I am very proud of you. So, yes, I am talking about different instances that hurt me and these things, but it doesn't change the fact that I am proud of you. And some people have asked me, like, oh, my God, were you upset that he did that? Absolutely not. And they had said, like, do you think that was even necessary? Yes. Because we invited you guys into our lives and have monetized it and have made it a thing, we owe you an explanation right. when we're not giving you what you, you know, think what you were receiving, in. what you've invested in. And he needed it to free himself. That's what's so powerful. He needed it he to free himself. He didn't do that for nobody that. else but himself. Yes. Right. That that's was not powerful. to get me back. And, that, and, and somebody talked to you like, I think he did that because he knew that that's what it takes to get her back. It didn't work. Yeah. No, he knows me well enough to know I would be proud of him, but I have additional expectations. And I, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm sitting here like you're not even here, like the little, the little kid that's not here. But I am proud of you. And I do feel and I could see he had been trying for a while to not care so much. But it's hard when you have a national mask. Right. And I just love that he's been so free since then. He said, you know, didn't you say you feel like you have a weight off your shoulders? Shoot. I for know sure, he do. For sure. I know he do. When for he sure. did like this, he said, you know what? This Rolex ain't even real. When he did that, when he said, and this necklace, this is all capped. He started taking stuff. When I tell you, it takes so much vulnerability to do that. And he and I talked, talked offline. His own boys was like, why wouldn't you tell? You didn't have to do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> The first thing that people would do is say, you didn't have to do that. Why would you say that to the world like that? Don't do that. Yeah, I got a lot of homeboys. They were they were upset. Why didn't you come to us? Why didn't you tell me? It wasn't for you. I didn't want to be talked out of it. Because like she articulated a little earlier, um, I don't like a negative perception of me, negative thoughts, um, judgment of me. So when I really, when I did that, that was releasing all of the care of others, all the because years, yeah. How I'm gonna care about what you say now? Like <laughs> what you? I mean, so it's like, and I needed that. And regardless of who liked it, or who didn't, it wasn't for you at all. And for those who liked it, and when I said it, I said, if it helps one person, great. But this is for me, and because I can't renege on it. And how many people have DM'd you and compliment you on your uh, bravery? How many men have, let me ask you, has there been men that's reached out to you and said, thank you for doing that? 
I can't even count how many. Um, really? Yep. It was as recent. Because you don't have a lot of male followers, so. Is it people job. just reach out? It was re- as recent as um, driving to the airport to come to right. you today. We talked about that. I had a guy call me and said his mother sent him the video. His mother didn't know he knew me. And he said he was 16 minutes in. He called me. He was crying. Mm. And he said he was so appreciative. He lives the same way. He wants to break those chains and cycles. And so many DMs, so many people saying that I helped free their children, single single mm-hmm. women raising young boys, women, because, you know, women do the same thing, maybe differently. Yeah, they go buy the bags, the purses, the, all that. I mean, the shoes, the, yeah. no they dang well, they charging everything all up. That they got to look cute in front of their friends. Right, and then especially now, even more so as gender roles are starting to shift yep. with money, because it's all about the money perception, uh, social economics, yep. and social class and status. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been overwhelming, man. Like, so most recently I did, I felt led to do a follow-up. And just tell people, here's the plan. Because, yeah, you're going to have the naysayers and saying that I tried to preempt her airing me out. That's what somebody said. Did you ever have plans on uh, when you had uh, moved out? Did you have plans on going on social media and say some stuff like that? No. What good would that do? No. you. Like, what? No. We We made a statement to our guests and, you know, telling them we were sorry this is what happened we're refunding and that's all i was gonna do like because i wrote a letter to you wrote a letter to, to, the, guest, to the guest the letter oh yeah address. oh yes yeah. mm-hmm. and so that's all y'all was gonna do is do that and that's it it, it, it felt then, like you was like gonna a, be some woman that posted and aired them out or something no because it, the thing is i wasn't deceived the whole relationship right i signed up for this I just did not know the context, the full context of what I was signing up for. So I carry responsibility in this too. I let it go for this long. I was not asking very specific questions. Like in that last week, I asked him, how much money do you actually make? <laughs> like That probably could have been asked a lot earlier when I'm right. trying to figure out why, you know. But also it was very important to me that I take the stand that I took and remove myself because with him, the issue is not earning money. And I think that's very important. Yeah, you say so, you know how to make money. So that's why I yeah. said y'all both together could do some great stuff. So yeah. it's this. From a money standpoint, y'all be taken care of. Mm-hmm. He's a hustler. He knows how to make he knows how to make money. Yep. You being an attorney can bring the 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 structure into it and make it a legitimate business that can and what a woman does into a man's life anyway is she comes and multiplies. The other part that's been addressed is the the emotional part, his self esteem that he's saying, which is a work in progress. But he he went over the biggest hurdle by saying, "I don't care what nobody say. I'm gonna go ahead and just share it." When you when you start off at ground zero, that is the I'm telling you, most people don't start from that place. They'll just yeah. start trying to fix it, but they haven't fixed it publicly like right. that. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah, and it wasn't that's what you've been doing this whole time. So for you to just say, I'm going to just start off at ground zero. Everybody, y'all finna know this. I went and shared it on my Dear Future Wifey community tab. I said, no, I, this this man is operating in vulnerability. You know how, how you know, I'm 10 toes down on vulnerability and transparency. Mm-hmm. So I put that on 
there. I said, y'all go show my boy some love. Go go show it. Because the other thing that happens, what makes a lot of people fearful of being vulnerable like that is because of the judgment. You're already exposed. Right. Wounds wide open and other people come. They just start putting salt in it. They start they start stabbing you some more. They're like, I can't believe you was wrong. You was this, this. And you're like, dang, I just, I, I'm already wide open. Why you, why you throwing salt in my yeah. wounds? Yeah. That's a travesty to do to people. So when he did that, I was very specific in, y'all go wrap around my boy and put and, and show him love. Thank you. And people are already showing love and all that um, because you just, I'm telling you, what I know that happened in the spirit realm, y'all know I'm a spiritual person. Yes. What I know happened in the spirit in the spirit realm is he gave the devil a black eye. Why? It's because we have all of this rhetoric where it is this soft life. What he was talking about, the pressure that, that that's put on men is this. Men, you better earn a certain level of money that whoever you decide to marry, it's a choice whether or not they want to work. Mm. So you go, okay, well, mm. all that is very ambiguous because it depends on who you decide right. to marry. Depending on you going to marry a woman that's yeah. not really that high maintenance. She needs a little low uh, uh, lifestyle. Well, that's cool. That may say I need to make uh, uh, $80,000 a year. Then you go marry somebody that drives a freaking Maserati <laughs> and, 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 and and like Christian Louboutins and all this name brand stuff. You're like, well, dang, what that look like? What I need to make on that? Is that 250 300 It's this ambiguous number that we go strive for. And then we put all this pressure on ourselves. And at the end of the day, they're not happy. They're disgruntled. They yeah. kicking a dog when they walk in the house. They resent you because they say you only love me because I got money. Yeah. You only care about. And then you get the man that got a lot of money. He say, "Oh, who got the gold makes the rules." So yeah. now you over here, you want faithfulness from me? Oh, I make too much money to be faithful. Hold on, no, I got choices and options. Right. I'm gonna have yeah. you. You want the soft life? You got the soft life, baby. Don't question what I do outside of this. Yeah. And he go over there. He got all these side chicks. He's messing with women. He doing whatever he want to. And the minute you, you you say something, be like. Hold on, but this is the life you wanted, right? Mm -hmm. You don't understand when you date when you marry a high value man. Yeah. This is what comes along with it. I got options, boo. Yeah. And so and so now you're like, but well, I want you to be faithful like the broke dudes was, and I want you to be. He like, listen, baby, gone. I don't care, leave. You know what I'm saying? And now you feel devalued because he knew that the only reason why you wanted him is because of the finances. Whether that's true or not, that's why you see the men in the rap videos. They have the nice cars, yeah, and a bunch of women. They don't be sitting there with no one woman sitting next to them <laughs> on the dog. Man, you got a whole lot of them walking around in bikinis. You know what I'm saying? And, and so that's why I said I love that he put a black eye in the enemy's face is because he's coming against the spirit of finances. Are finances mm. uh, um, important? Absolutely. Yes, you got to make money sure. in order to pay bills. That's just what it is. But I think that we put too much emphasis on it. Why? It's because even in the vows that you were going to take, it says for richer or for poor. Mm. We never think about the poor moment. We say for richer. That's the what I want for health. I want that. And because we started at the poor, <laughs> it has given me so much hope. Because I was like, if we can just work through this and get through this hurdle, like we're going to have such a great life together. Facts. Because he is my best friend. He's kind. He's caring. My family loves him. Even after this happened, my mom was like, please let him know that we love him and good. we're supporting him. Good. You know? Um. So, I mean, there's so much good to you. I'd never had to worry if you were cheating. I never had to worry if you were coming home. Um, you know, just like the foundational things that you would want in your partner. I had all that. So somebody was like, well, you know, I don't understand why you were with them if 
you know, these finance issues were so bad. It, I'm like, because it was, it was just one thing. 100%. And it, it was the beginning of our relationship. Right. So it made it like, oh, okay, I know you have to go through something. Let's knock this out in the beginning. And, and that's what I think that, that the optimism about the whole thing. Is at the beginning. Hmm. That's why I say I got to give my boy respect. The fact that he said I can't, I can't let her say I do to me, not knowing that what she's saying I do too. Right. So he yeah. said, Thank I, I got to tell her because she going ooh if I if I take her down this aisle, Snap. if I go borrow some money for somebody to pay for this wedding because he could did all kinds of things. I, I was very no proud yeah. of you for not borrowing the money because one yeah. of my homegirls was I like, damn, I would have. That's normally what I'd have done. That's normally what I'd have done. They was just borrowed it and said, like, Oop, got you. You have no. And then I would have been livid later. Like, okay, right. you got me over here consenting that's what, that's to what, what gonna, I'm not consenting to. That's what I'm saying. You're going to uh, <laughs> resent me now or resent to. me later. Let's do it while before we're married. And, to, you know, to summarize what I did, it was just a moment in time that resonated with a lot of people. And now I feel lead to show led to show people actionable items and that was how my to, how to fix up. it so what's the this what's is, the follow-up let's let's talk about real yes. quickly in the summer yeah sure. i want to hear this part what's so, the game plan we're gonna, um, see, we're gonna see if you can get uh simone turned on while you say <laughs> so come on so, come um, win your boo back my dude i've enlisted three people in the financial run that's going to be helping me and i'm going to be showing my process to those others who inspired by the story so um and they're going to help me just break down this financial house and get to the bedrock and foundation of it and build back up. Because one of the things I was saying in the video, like we hold on so much to rob Peter PayPal to to to, to project this image because we always feel like mm, I'm, I'm I'm one lick away. I yeah. hit this one lick, it's yeah. all good. Like said, I'm a, a genius. I'm a genius. Because you always look at, yeah, I fell, fell, fell. But if I didn't, <laughs> I'm the man. Yeah. I'm the genius. That's what he said to me that maybe one of and then but it's like <laughs> yeah. If we would just give up and let God, just let it go, what we don't realize is if we start from scratch and let it go, I'll get to where I want to go even quicker. Even quicker. So that's the whole thing. Um, I'm uh, A CPA is going to be doing my bookkeeping, going to be helping me get me on budget and things of that nature. He's going to be breaking down all that stuff for me. And I want to just chronalize. I want to show people and how you can get a, a CPA. He's a certified CPA. He's going to help me with all those things as far as bookkeeping and managing the budget. And then my good friend, my classmate, Maurice, uh, Maurice Scott from yeah, um, Ready to Love. Um, yeah. Not Ready to Love. Love, uh, marriage, love Marriage Huntsville. Huntsville. Um, but he's an attorney. He's a credit attorney. And I'm showing people this is what a credit attorney to do. Nothing's wrong with the financial, uh, the credit bureaus, that the people that you, he's a credit attorney. He's going to show me creative ways using the law, which she has helped me do. Right. Fight some of these credit card debts. Fight some of the um, the uh, the p- potential liens and things of that nature, and how to get out of those things, while also keeping money in my pocket. Because in the past, I would just come up with a lump sum and pay it, and pay it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or negotiate it down and just pay it. No, that's not the right way to do. That's what the <laughs> that ain't our, what the white people that's do. What the, exactly. <laughs> white people right? they use all the law. They use a million. Yes. Yes. Exactly. The one I got knocked out for you, you actually owed it. And I got that. I, <laughs> yes, she I did. got it completely dismissed. And then so the lastly is a retirement plan. How to use your insurance for um how to use insurance to help you retire, 401ks and all that stuff. He works for Northwestern Mutual. And they've all agreed to come on and do it and record it for other people to see. That's good. And it's gonna be my real no cap. It's gonna show all the real stuff. 
And so the most important thing, items, and, man. And the most important thing, you went and got a nine to five, right? You you working? I did. Now? I did. I was big. What did that mean to you? Because that's the hard thing for a dude to do is yeah. who's an entrepreneur say, I'm about yeah. to ask the ability, I'm gonna get a job. That and that was that was really challenging because it, it had been almost a year that I had been asking you to. Yeah. But the thing is, so I had asked him to, and the first time he went, and it was so it was so sad to watch. He went and he had an interview. He went on an interview. He was by hand, hands down the most qualified, but didn't get that position. Yeah, I started getting turned down because I was overqualified. That must be hurting, don't it? I was overqualified. Oh, that was really it's rough. Crazy. And um, but I, I was like, you, you just have to because I, I, as I learn him, I know his skill set in the environment that he works best in, and so, and I know that that's an environment that has structure already, and um, so, yep, I. I said on you. When you say got turned down, was that in the car business? Yeah, yeah, in the car business. Yeah, so car I got turned down this, man, overqualified yeah. in the car yes. business? Because I'm the, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's about to go take a right. record. So, yeah. well, how it happened, and I'll, and I'll try to be quick because um, I know we've been here a while. March 20, March 2020, I was overworking for car dealerships, making other people rich, and I wasn't happy and I wasn't focused in any business. In sales, where you if you don't eat if you don't kill you don't eat yeah. you have to be mentally there and I wasn't I was checked out so I decided right then March first I'm gonna leave this profession and go on my own and that's when the car god thing was born right my buddy Nick made nicknamed me that and said what I'm gonna do I'm gonna start selling to these rich friends and people that I know I'm gonna start putting it on YouTube right mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like a million dollar listing version of auto sales right and I started that channel called Car Gods. Right. right? And and I started, saw a video. You right. got Tommy. Uh, right. The, I saw the, Tommy and Rose. Yeah. So all that started building and growing and growing. Mind you, March 15th, my son comes home for spring break and never goes back to school. The whole country shut down. Oh, uh, yeah. COVID. So 15 days in, I quit my job. I'm like, <laughs> what the? Nobody, remember, nobody knew what the heck was going to nah. go on at the time. Right? Yeah. I had already been chosen for Ready Love, but I didn't know if Ready Love was going to be in yeah. play because it was... Yeah, COVID. COVID. And that ain't there no money. No vaccine. No, nah, that wasn't no money. Yeah, that just, just, that just publicity. Yeah, no no vaccine, no nothing. So I say all that to say, within the time we started dating, I would. it was a struggle, but I'd always figure it out. I had a, one of my best friends is my mentor. He's a multimillionaire. He owns auto uh, dealership, car dealerships, right? Rashid, go back to work, bro. Go back to work. You're great. Go back to work. Go back to work. I was like, nah, bro. The time I got with my son right now, is unfreaking believable because I didn't miss nothing. When I tell you, and the car business will eat you mm-hmm. up, right? Y'all work from sun up to sundown, man. And then she would always say, "Go get a job, babe. I'm not ready. The time I have with my son, the time I have with my son. Because when I go back, I'm gonna be all right. I'm, a, I'm, I'm close. Remember, I'm close. I'm close. I'm yeah. gonna kill it. So anyway, it's one of those things. It's a, it's a give and take. And I told her this the other night. I would do a, a few things differently, but I had. Three years with my son from seven to ten that I could never get back. Those three developmental years were huge to me. And yeah, I messed up a lot of stuff along the way. But to her, like she said, I when mean, I finally I always wait to the tenth hour mm-hmm. instead of the, the first. <laughs> when it's all about to crumble, I was like, I'm gonna go get a job. I'll go get a job. And then I go get a job, I fall right back in. Number one salesperson the first month. Second month, number one. I'm about to be it again. So it's like 
But that's a gift and a curse. Because I always knew I can, I can go get a job anytime. I can go get a job. But I started getting turned down because I had created this. And they saw the social media. And they were afraid that I was going to do side deals. <laughs> like, what, how dumb is that? I get calls from social media selling cars. I'm going to sell your cars. Why are you intimidated by my success? So anyway, so I got a job and I'm killing it like I knew I would. But so you top sales already. Yeah. First. <laughs> so that's that's why in my issue with this. But it's with frustrating how- to her. But to me, it's like I told you. Well, no, I I love that part. But my thing was no, the frustrating. I, I like you should have been done. It. Yeah, you should have yeah. been oh, done. Yeah, heck yeah. Because he, like, he makes so logical. much money. Because he makes so much money in the car business, boy. Lord Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also I was like, um. I felt like we need to nip this in the bud now because you're gonna keep ma- start making more and more and more yeah. money, and then you're your current start spending and, more again. And your current strategy is just oh, pay down. some of these debts got to go. Like they don't need to be paid by anybody, <laughs> and I know the law. Like <laughs> she you know said, by anybody. Like, you you need a, a plan, basically. A, you know, a plan. So how do you feel about what he just said? What he told me before is that he he's in, he's. Engaging these people to help him uh, structure stuff. I think that's wonderful. But again, we're still not dealing with the core of the issue. So what is that? To me, I feel like I am. Is that therapy? Yes. Okay. So so what you you feel like is the the well-rounded approach. He needs Mm -hmm. to get therapy and have financial therapy. Absolutely. And we talked about a therapy plan, though. Okay. Because... It's like, you know, you're treating the symptoms, but right. you're not treating the cancer. All right. So how do you feel about uh, therapy now, Rasheed, without her going? No, that's fine. Because, you know, again, she she like she made a statement today in this part. Um, she's separating our lifestyle so we can be more independent. So right. at this point, it's about me. Right. So and it, it always should be about your, you know. Right. Your, to me. The, the reason I would say that to her is because she had issues that she needed to deal with as well. And it was like, I was the only one. Right. So it's more of a defense mechanism. Right. Not saying, saying, I ain't going. You're going right. to go too. Because I believe in it. I went a lot after my divorce by myself. And then, you know, you, you stop going and this and the third. And so I'm going back to counseling. So, so. For so. sure. And that's more actionable items. Because I know that's what it would take to win her back actionable items like the other things. Like, right. But I need to do that regardless. If 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 we get back together or not, I'm on this path regardless. Right. And that's another reason I put the video out because I cannot go, go back. Go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show these people who want to see it the process. That's good. So you got, you're going to have financial uh, accountability around you as well as emotional accountability by having a therapist. Correct. And then... And then Simone, you feel like it's going to take time. What would you, what would you like to see? How can someone prove that they've healed the inner struggle that they've had? So a, a large part of this is I want him to do it his way, right? Because ultimately, I still want to be able to submit to you in our marriage. I know. So and what I, would you, what would you see? Oh, so I don't want. Well, I don't want to tell him because he's just going to do that. Okay, that's good. Yeah. All right. But I'll know it when I see it. That's good. That's fair I, I do have a I have a strong idea of what I want that to look like. That's at. fair. So that's good. That's good. Uh um, but Rashid still has hope. He'd say dwindled down to about thirty <laughs> percent, but he he gonna do this for himself and and mm-hmm. hopefully you fall back in love with him 
and I uh, haven't unloved him. I know, but you talking well marriage level because yeah. you, you, like you said, he can be my friend. You ain't gonna be friends on to my boy. So <laughs> you tell me he'll be my friend. We are gonna be friends forever. People be saying, no if I was Oprah, we would be getting married. Okay, yeah, yeah. he would be Stedman. We just wouldn't have any joint bank accounts, baby. We would be getting married if I was Oprah. Well, really, you would. Exactly. That's probably why they're not married. Well, you just... He probably does the same funny things he used to do. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I had millions of dollars, we wouldn't be here. I love him that much. Really? So you yeah. tell me. So you tell me, if you have millions of dollars, you will say, "I'm marrying this man. We ain't gonna be joint. We ain't gonna be sharing accounts. Correct. But I will marry him." Uh, do I, will I marry him, or will he be my boyfriend for life? See, that's what. Uh, <laughs> no, I, pro I probably would. I would. You just yeah, signed a prenup. Probably marry him. Oh, for sure. And he was open to that. You said I'm gonna sign a prenup, and I'm. And a, we just went. I yeah. got things to lose too, like. Like, like, hold, like, let's not get it too. Like, no, that's we, 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 no, no, no. That's the conversation I had with her. I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm down with it. But you talking about this make believe and the oh, make no, believe world? No, no, no. Yeah. But we talked about a prenup. If, if, like, if you got a million dollars, yeah. you still said you would marry him right now. I would. That's good. That's yes. good. I want to. I want to end on I that. Would. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That says that finances. You just said something that's very important. That you want security. Even if he's not providing the security financially, he provides a security with you from an emotional standpoint that you would undergird the financial security that you need. Because you just said if you Correct. had millions, you would, you, would, you would marry him based upon everything else he brings to the table. Correct, because I could obtain the financial security. Yeah. And I, knowing the kind of man that he is and how supportive he is, I just have to tell him my idea and he would bring it to fruition, See, which beautiful. is a value to me. That's beautiful. Huge value. That's beautiful. When I say that's beautiful, and we're going to let that end on that beauty because, again, you just you – just, you just eradicated that whole soft life mentality of saying that a man needs to be able to take care of you financially. You're not looking for, you're not looking to be taken care of financially. You're looking for your, you, you want a place that you can submit to yeah. and just so happen that the financial part that, that has come as an ugly <laughs> a dragon in y'all's relationship has made you, has shaken the security out of you where you're like, I do because mm -hmm. this right here is attached to this. And this has, Oh, this just, it's just too much. I can't, I can't trust this uh, because you said also throughout this interview is that, Hey, you've you 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 you've shared these moments of vulnerability with me. You told me that you wasn't gonna let me get married, knowing this or whatever. We can get married tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And so your heart is always leaping towards him. And then you get in these private moments where you begin to think whether you talk to your your mom or sitting in the porch, and you just go. But the decision process that's leading to these moments are detrimental, and that is so important. What I see in this whole situation is the love is there. There's still trust there and safety. It's just that it's a little fragile in these other areas. So um, you should feel optimistic, Rashid. You should feel very hopeful if this is the woman that you want. Don't go get all this money and be like, well, forget some more. I'm forgetting another one. Forget her. Back then you didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Now y'all on. You know? <laughs> So he said, I'm going to go ahead and upgrade. Forget you this, Simone. Well, ain't such a thing. <laughs> Say it again. What ain't, is? ain't no such thing. He said this, which I, I didn't want to I didn't want to leave, and I want to talk about that. He said that you have options. How do you feel about that? It's true. When you looked at it, was a, I think that was a video that you put where you were talking about the age that you are. It begins to be very um, challenging wanting to have kids and having to start over with somebody else. Yeah. 
Touch yeah. on that before we leave. I think for me, part of the pain and, and so forth was because I feel like I gave him my most valuable years, literally my most beautiful years. I look at the pictures I was when we started dating and now, and I've aged like for me considerably, um, you know, you age considerably. Y'all, y'all ain't been dating that day long. You're like, y'all done it's, it'll be three, three years. years since we met yeah. in September. But like it, in that two years, I just I don't feel as pretty. I'm not as fertile. That's for darn tootin'. And darn I, tootin'. I just so I have options, but I feel like they are minuscule in comparison to what they were when we started three years ago. Three years ago, but also because I'm not the same. I don't have the same joy. Oh. I can't trust as much. I can't. Um, That's good. I used to have this ability. I was told that um, I would make, like just sitting at a bar, I would make a stranger feel like he could conquer the world. A stranger told me that. He's like, you just make um, people feel like they can do anything they put their minds to. And I said, well, I'm so glad you, you know, I made you feel this way in this short meeting. And I used to be able to do that regularly. And I, I don't think I have that anymore. So I got to work on getting back to me because I deserve that happiness too. just that glow that I used to have because I had so much like trust. But also I really I do see the best in people and I see the best in him. And I just I think I don't trust myself. That's what that's what I want you to say. I don't don't trust myself. You don't trust your decision making process. Um. And that's and and that's good. And that's what will take like he was talking about, I encourage you to go through the, through therapy mm-hmm. is is going to start rebuilding that trust and, and, and begin to uncover the beauty of who you are and not relegate it to an age. Uh, because you didn't lose value by three years passing. You didn't give him the best of your years. You gave that to whoever you was dealing with in your twenties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. When you was in your 20s, that's 20s. when you, whoever you yeah. was play, playing around with in your 20s and the early mm-hmm. 30s, that's where they considered your best years. And I don't even consider anything your best years. Yeah. When you're talking about fertile and kids, yes, we can talk about that. But you didn't give him your best years. You gave him the years that you gave him. You know what I'm saying? And I'll even go further to say that your best is still yet to come because the wisdom that you have gained from this situation to get yourself to this place of vulnerability. Um, have you ever been engaged before? No. See, this is a new chapter of your life to, to go. And, and that's why I say, I look at the beauty of it all. You made yourself, you, you, you made yourself vulnerable and open to this thing called marriage. You've introduced this man to your family. Your family loves him. He introduced you to his son. They, they love you. All that stuff, all this beautiful thing that has happened and it's not as bad as it may seem in it because me having been married and have gone through a divorce, I can look at this and say, this is beautiful. I, I say it's beautiful because I'm telling you to deal with it early on is the most amazing thing that you ever deal with. It's so amazing. It's like, I'm like, you guys, and I'll say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Y'all have the privilege of dealing with it now. Mm. You have the privilege of dealing with it now. If y'all, if, I'm telling you, if y'all can look through my DMs and talk to some of these people I know that are married. When I tell you it is bad. Yeah. I've talked to people that's been married 15 years, 16 years, and they like, they done dealt with this in way more. You talk about him feeling like a gambler in his decision. 
I've talked to people in my DMs that are literally dating gamblers mm-hmm. who have he got a house to go to. They done they done they done gamble the house away. Ooh. They done gambled everything. I'm talking about have nothing. Have literally nothing. I've talked to when I used to do a lot of stuff with the homeless, uh I would talk to homeless people like, yeah, man. I gambled my whole family. Like they, <laughs> this one dude I met that lived in Vegas and was on the streets here in Dallas. He said he gambled everything that his family owned. His wife left him. She had nothing else. She had to go move in with her family. I'm talking about gambling everything away. Yeah. So it's some it's some stuff that people deal with. And what I'm so happy about is not only is he dealing with it early, but then what y'all are able to build if y'all steward this season well. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you steward this season well that y'all are in right now, I mean, total submit to it and go, God, what are you trying to tell me to mm. do in this moment? All right, cool. I'm humbled. I've humbled myself. I'm putting accountability financially like he's doing. I'm going to get a therapist to work with me on the emotional stuff so I don't deal with childhood trauma all the way until I turn 50. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill this Goliath right now in my life. And then whatever issues you're dealing with, you say, I'm going to kill all this right now. Whatever it is, I'm going to deal with this thing. Now, when I say I do, he's saying I do to a version that he didn't even ask to marry. See, who you become when on the day that he he marries you is going to be a different person than it was when he said, will you marry me? That process and the same thing with him. When he got down on his knee and proposed to you, you get a chance to marry a different version from the person that you said that you would marry. But the new version is going to be 10 times better than the person that got down on his knee. That's what y'all have set before y'all right now. That's the beauty of it all right now. And so that's why I say it's not such a bad thing that y'all going through this. This is the grace of God allowing y'all to deal with it. Start from a clean slate. He ain't got nothing. He <laughs> withholding nothing. You know who he is. He like, this is what I am. The world knows who I am. But then watch how the world watches him glow up. Watch how the world watches you thrive. And, and, and you know, I still speak that y'all are going to be together. And the process to the promise is Maybe ugly, maybe unconventional, but what y'all will have in this moment will be something that's unstoppable because y'all went through the storm. Yeah. A lot of people want this easy stuff. Marriage ain't easy. No. I'm seeing people been married 10, 15 years yeah. getting divorced. I'm like, how you be married somebody 30 years and getting filed for divorce? Yes. You know why? It's because they swept all the stuff under the rug through all those years. Yeah. I was talking to the couple that was there, um, my boy um, Jonathan and Tatiana Merritt. Went through a rough season, year 10. Beautiful couple. Year year 7 to about 11. For three to four years, they hated each other. They despised it. It was like, I, he said, while I'm pulling in the driveway, she's jumping out the car before the car stops. They sleeping in different rooms. I said, were you consciously saying, were you subconsciously saying, I'm waiting for the kids to age out of the mm-hmm. house and leave? Yeah. We're going to get a divorce. He said, yeah, I, I yeah. actually believe I was doing that. So here you have this beautiful couple that experienced that in their marriage where they want to throw in the towel. Well, praise God that they overcame it. But their engagement process wasn't as tumultuous as this. <laughs> so that means that when you you either going to go through it at the beginning, you're going to go through it in the middle, you're going to go through it. You're going you're gonna to go through some stuff. Yeah. Y'all going through it early. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. If y'all could weather this storm. And y'all can you give him this space like you need him to do to go through his maturation phase and for him to re-earn that trust and that submission because submission is extremely important. You know, heaven forbid y'all got married and you still didn't trust yourself submitting to him. That's going to cause a whole other set of issues. And so my boy is going to do what he's supposed to do. 
to to gain that, and you're going to willingly submit to him when it's time for you to get married. And that's what I'm believing God for. Thank y'all so much for sharing your heart. Thank y'all for being vulnerable. Thank y'all for being transparent. Y'all kicked off season <laughs> seven with some real stuff. Hey, this is tough topics. Yeah, and man, I'm glad you, that y'all yeah. tend thank down. you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being a support for both of us, man. Because I love y'all. Y'all, y'all are great we together. Appreciate you. Thank yeah. you so much. We love you, bro. When I saw y'all in the first episode with me, I was like, oh, y'all, y'all work. Like, y'all balance each other out. We but she do. be kind of serious like this. And then Simone just a complete silly. Yeah. She's silly. And I don't care what got, anybody thinks about me. So yeah. it's balanced. It's balanced. Yeah. And, and now he don't care what nobody think about him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Facts. So, that so part. y'all there now. So, so <laughs> that's the thing about it. And so y'all have gotten to this place of equilibrium. And, you know, it's just, I, you know, I, I can't wait to y'all. Y'all, man. Thank you. Lord Jesus, I'll get emotional when I think about marriage. Thank you, man. Thank you so thank much, you. brother. Yeah. Anything y'all want to say before we close out? No, just thank you for your support. Check out my YouTube channel, which is called Girl, Is That Legal? <laughs> um, every week I give away a free background check to anyone, a woman, man, who wants one on the person of your choice. Um, so, you know, that that was how I found out some of the issues here. And we were able to address them. But it's also how I've helped people, like, make sure that they're not moving in a criminal with their kids. And, right, it's fun. Girl, is that legal? Girl, is that legal? Rasheed? Mm-hmm. Um, just more stuff, just showing some more transparency and showing the actionable items along with my process. And that'll be on um, ages and stages, and then they can see all of the uh, the other things on my social media. Rashid uh, underscore the car god. That's it. I appreciate it, though. Appreciate the have, platform. I hope it can help some people. And that's it, man. I'm going to put some links to that in the bio. Heavenly Father, we come to your day. Thank you for the opportunity for these vessels to be used by you, God, as they operate in this level of transparency and vulnerability. I ask that you continue to heal their hearts. Heal their minds. God asks that you begin to perform surgery on those broken places, those mm-hmm. those places that were broken even before they even met each other. God asks that you begin to heal those childhood wounds or issues that they have gone through. And God asks that you do something new, that you do something afresh, that you you take these experiences, God, and you allow it to be a beacon of hope for people that are watching this episode, those that are going through financial issues in their homes right now, God, I ask that you help them to develop strategy on overcoming it, that they first come to a, a, a level playing field and begin to be vulnerable with each other, letting each other uh, know what's going on, uh, wives that are going and, and shopping behind the husband's back and sneaking the stuff in their closet and acting like it's always been there. You know, all those little, little, those little things that people do, quote unquote, that, that are signs of manipulation. I ask for are people that have extra bank accounts that, that the, the spouse don't know nothing about. They got them a little just in case this marriage don't work out. These little funds set aside for that. God, I ask that they begin to, to heal those things, those, those areas of distrust. In the name of Jesus, and God will continually give you the praise, the glory, and the adoration. And we thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, y'all give it up for Rashid Floyd and Simone Redwine. Thank you. Thank you. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into Child Protective Services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship Slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. 
the likelihood of ever being adopted? Yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTaris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. Man, we're off to a great start. Season seven, tough topics. 
You know, I really want to tackle tough topics because when not discussing this stuff ahead of time can lead to ultimate failure and demise of a marriage when you overlook certain stuff that need to be addressed, even in the dating phase. It's never too early to talk about stuff that may be deal breakers for you. You can save yourself a whole lot of time. Well, shout out to Simone and Rashid for trusting the Dear Future Wifey platform to provide a safe space for them to be able to share something that's very sensitive uh, to them, something that they're going through in real time. So Rashid and Simone, I honor you for um, bearing your soul, sharing your heart, and trusting the Dear Future Wifey podcast to be a place of non-judgment. So thank y'all so much, and we're going to be definitely praying for y'all to overcome this and let God's will be done for y'all to be totally submitted to the will of God. And so, yeah, love y'all a lot. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, tough topics. There will be no conversation off limits with us. We will have an open door policy to our hearts with one another. We will curate a safe space that affords the other the comfort to share their feelings, fear, and frustrations without judgment. We will be the protector of each other's hearts and mind, constantly covering the other with love and grace. Our laughter will be contagious. We will laugh in the face of adversity. We will rise above anything and everything that comes our way. We will be unstoppable. I absolutely, undeniably, and irrefutably love you, your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.